Your Locked On Golden Knights, your daily podcast on the Vegas Golden Knights, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. With Jack Eichel's return tonight, how will the Golden Knights line combos look? VGK tries to halt a four-game Penguins win streak in this series. And predictions, plus our locks of the night. It's all ahead right here on Locked On Golden Knights. Hi again, everyone. Tony Cordasco and Chris Golick. We come to you from Las Vegas each and every day, Monday through Friday. Thanks for making us your first listen. You can find us on Twitter at LockdownVGK, at TD Chris G, at Tony Dasco. Please subscribe to the YouTube channel. And today we are brought to you by betonline.net, your number one source for sports betting information for stats, news, and analysis. Well, Chris, I know that you're going to be in, in attendance tonight at the VGK Pittsburgh game. Uh, press box, locker room, post-game presser, all of that. We That's really exciting. do look forward to your coverage yeah, of tonight's game as always. And Chris, Jack Eichel returns. Uh, he'll return to the VGK lineup tonight. He missed 11 games. He's back. Uh, both Eichel and actually Paul Cotter uh, returned to practice yesterday. Full contact participants, if you will. And uh, Cotter suffered that upper body injury, as we remember, out for eight games. And uh, Cotter injured uh, versus the Blackhawks. Your guy, uh, Jared Tenorti, just kind of lit him up. So in any event, how will the line shake out? Oh, that's, of course, for your Blackhawks there. <laughs> they got to do something, right? Uh, okay, so how do these lines shake out tonight? Will Eichel probably be uh, – will he be on that top line? I, I know – and following Bruce Cassidy, right, we know that he likes to go with the, quote, hot hand, be it goaltending, lines, what have you. Will he break up that top line with Stevenson, Stone, and Amadio? How are things going to work out with Jack Eichel's return? According to various practice reports, the balanced attack is what's going to happen. Um, Amadio, Stevenson, and Stone will be staying intact. And then there is there is a shocker on line two that I did not consider in all this. Line two is looking like Eichel, Riley Smith, and Nick Wah up on the wing. That's how they practiced yesterday. Line three, we're talking about uh, people we, we, we admire. William Carlson, your boy. Between Kessel and Cotter. I like that line. And then right. you have Carrier, Lecision, and Colasar on line four. So wait, the wait, entire wait. Why, why bottom do you like, nine. Why do you like line line three? Because I like Carlson on line three. I think Carlson can do much better work on line three as far as being an offensive an offensive uh, force is not the word. An offensive presence while also maintaining his solid defensive ability. That's okay. what I like about line three. I think it's got a chance to give Kessel a little more of a punch while Paul Cotter, you know, Paul Cotter has been the punch for a long time. Okay. One of the questions I have, I just remember we go back to preseason, right? And we had Carlson not able to play with a different line, sort of sulking there on line three. Remember they did try him out there. I think he was with uh, uh, Amadio. Amadio and Kessel, I think. uh, I thought it was maybe Ron Bjorg or Castle. Okay, so in any event, I mean, I don't know. I can't remember. I quite it might cannot have been, recall. And Howen was in the mix too. Keep in mind. Okay, uh, so 
So does he is he able to get along there? Not sulk, you know, play better, execute better, moving down the line, or does he see this as a demotion? I don't think he cares. Honestly, I don't know if there. If I look up and down, so in one of our YouTube uh, videos. I, the first time we were talking about uh, Jack Eichel coming back, maybe a week and a half ago, and about what the lines might look like, I suggested the balanced attack, kind of like what they're doing. And I yeah. forgot who the, who it was, but they said there's no way Jack Eichel's ego and blah blah blah, you know, demotion. And I, looking up and down this lineup, I honestly don't think there is anyone that cares if they're line one, line two, line three, line four. I mean, listen, if you put Jack Eichel on line four, fine. He's going to sulk about that, but let's be reasonable. It's never going to happen. So honestly, and once the game starts, it doesn't matter a ton anyway. We've learned if your line is doing well, you're going to be on the ice. Or if you are doing well, you're going to be on the ice. And if you're not doing well, you're going to be enjoying the third period from the end of the bench, just sitting down there casually trying to look up, maybe make eye contact with the coach, hopefully, uh, you know, maybe they'll see a spark in you or something, throw you back out there. So I don't think it matters. Um, I think the team is buying into Cassidy still at, at times. Maybe it seems to be slipping a little bit, but the team I believe is buying in and they trust each other. This is a good group. And I don't think Carlson cares line one, line two or line three. And okay. honestly, yeah. two weeks from now, it could be different anyway because of injuries. So it doesn't matter. Okay. Uh, will the minutes be proportionate to what they're used to playing or how will they divvy up minutes? And the only person that I think would be upset about fewer minutes might be Marcia so, but he's not in the lineup. <laughs> I'm just gauging just based on his temperament, et cetera. But will the minutes be proportionate? How will you divvy up these lines and time on the ice? I mean, there needs to be a balanced attack for a lot of reasons. Number one, the best teams in the NHL, especially come playoffs, all four lines come at you and they come at you hard, starting with line four, thumping you around and creating scoring chances. And then it goes downhill from there. As far as how will the minutes go and how should they go and how might they go, that's an all sorts of uh, madness. And it depends on the game flow, right? That VGK comes hot out of the gate, they're up 2 nothing early. They're going to rotate four lines the rest of the game. No one's going to really double shift. And it's just four lines, four lines, four lines, four lines. If uh, the game is tied for a long period of time, going sometime into the second, if VGK is losing, you know, especially by a couple of goals, that's obviously when the blender could come out. And just because Eichel is starting, quote unquote, on line three or on line two, pardon me, there's going to be the hero line put together where you're going to see Eichel take Amadio's place and shift things around a little bit. Or other players, if they are doing well, you will see shifts and things like that. Where, you know, early in the season, I was, especially the Seattle game, it was when they had the back to back home games. Um, when uh, Philly Seattle, right? Philly Seattle, I think, was the rotation, and they both beat us, which that was awesome. Um, but Philly, that's the game when he put the lines in the blender, benched March or so basically for the entire first, and the team ties it up and they go back to the lines. And then the next night, they stuck with the lines the whole night, and Seattle just you know kicked their butts. So those days are done, though, of Cassie sitting back on his lines, he's rotating and doing all sorts of uh, interesting and creative things. I didn't see Nick Wild line on line two. Um, I like to think I try to think a little bit outside the box with these lines. I There was no world that existed in my head that uh, in my uh, in my gold bar, uh, you know, muddied up brain here that, uh, yes, I was drinking it last night, folks. That's why I'm saying that. There was not a world that existed where uh, Nick Wild was going to be on line two tonight. I think it's great. I think it's going to be interesting. And, you know, where, where we started and where we are. And uh, that's that'll be a topic at the pressure tonight, I think. OK, so who gets sent down for VGK? 
I know uh, it was last night. I think I saw a bunch of those uh, guys. forwards. So probably Ron Bjerg went down. Ron Bjerg. Um, yeah. I mean, not a whole Did lot. Paul, I'll go down. Uh, I'm not Paul's, sure. He was Paul's playing to... defense. Um, uh, Rem Paul, they already sent down. Rem Paul's uh, down. Uh, he played uh, last uh, night. Uh, freeze. Freeze is down. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. yeah. So, so yeah. and let's see what happens today, too. Also, you know, there there was a bunch of transactions yesterday. Let's see exactly what happens today because you never know if some of those were just some paper transactions to make a couple of bucks appear, you know. And like I said, Jack Eichel slayed to play, Paul Connor slayed to play. But until you take that pregame skate, um, I'm a little bit reserved. And if they call up a few players today, especially after the, the, the morning skate, maybe that means there's something, uh, something else cooking. I don't know. Okay. On the day that Jack Eichel returns, oh boy, Max, Max Pacioretty is expected to play his first game for Carolina. He's come a long way from that August Achilles injury, and so he's rehabbed. I've got a prop for you. The rest of the way, who scores more points between Mark Stone and Max Pacioretty? Mark Stone. Oh, I thought you were going to throw Eichel at that. Um, I was going to say, I was going to slam the door on, on Eichel if you were going to say that. Um, I mean – are we including possible injury time and stuff like that too? Um, Just I the think remainder Mark, of the games, who scores more? And that would also include if they're healthy enough to play. You know, it's tough because, I mean, Patch Ready, there's so much firepower. I mean, I, are they going to line him up with Ajo, Sveshnikov, uh, Tuevo Teravina? Like, who, where is Patch Ready going to go in that lineup? Because that, that Carolina lineup is absolutely lethal and they still got money, money to burn right now. I mean, you know, it's going to be Carolina. They come here March 1st, I believe. That's my daughter's second favorite team. So that's a that's a daddy-daughter date night at T-Mobile Arena. We're excited for that when that comes. Mark Stone, Max Pacioretty, more points. Max Pacioretty is probably the safer bet, but I think it's going to be close. Um, I think that's why I came up with that matchup. Come on. Yeah, that's, I mean, I think if you're going to handicap that without even looking, I think you're probably, you're either <laughs> going to juice patch already about 35 cents really? or you're going to give a two and a half uh, spread and go minus one ten. <laughs> okay. So yesterday you drew the ire of a lot of fans with your <laughs> Robin Leonard tweet and having him on the back of a milk cart. What's up with that? So we, we hit on this a little bit yesterday, and that's when the idea actually did hit me. And when I found 30 seconds, I I had this weird smile. I knew what was coming. I didn't know. Now, to be fair, like I, I'm not, I, I try to have fun on Twitter, but I don't have stuff that necessarily gets a ton of traction at times, you know. But like I said, I just try and have fun with it. And this dang tweet is up to, uh, geez, where are we at now? We're up to 3,604 views. And all I like, I didn't even tag VGK. I just, you know, I tagged Lockdown and we we retweeted it from the Lockdown account as well. And it's uh, <laughs> it's making the making the grounds right now. So my perspective on Robin Leonard and why I did the milk carton tweets, we have heard nothing from him. And listen, we all wish him well. We're not insensitive to his injuries. We're not insensitive to anything in life he's going through. But he is a member of the Vegas Golden Knights that has worn you know, the, the crest, the shield, whatever you want to call it in the last, you know, five, six months, whatever it was since his injury. Now, longer than that now, obviously, we're, we're, we're January. But point is, he was playing last season with us near all the way up until the end. He has been a very good member of this organization. I want to be clear about that. And he should be something, you know, he doesn't need to do an interview. He doesn't need to, you know, be out there every single day, but just something to show some level of support to this team on a public level, I think would be appreciated. And I think 
you know, there, there, there's two things here happening. One is the public side. And two, we don't know his relationship with the players. Maybe he is, maybe he is wishing him well. And maybe that was a bit insensitive on my end to not, you know, take that into account. But, you know, from a public perspective, it would be nice. Now people are saying, oh, well, you don't see Shea, you don't see a Shea Weber doing it. Stop it. That's not, not that's not the argument here at all. Shea Weber is not a VGK. And then someone said, What about Nolan Patrick? I said, Okay, fine. That's fair. But you know, Nolan Patrick, I mean, who knows? He something could happen with him. We've heard absolutely nothing about that situation besides the updates at the start of the season. But point being, it would be nice if Robin Leonard showed some love. At this point, he is still slated to be joining the VGK, you know, in the offseason and coming back and possibly reclaiming the starters net. Call it what it is. You know, I, I see you smiling there, Tony, but this is no different, in my opinion, than Laurent Brassois. Laurent Brassois, no one's going to trade for him when he was unproven coming back from this injury. So Robin Leonard, he's going to have to either prove it in camp, prove it on the ice or something if VGK is going to move on him. Otherwise, who's going to take on that five? Who's going to take on half of that five million dollar contract and give us something in return? I mean, future considerations. All of a sudden, if could you imagine if we get a future considerations deal for Robin Leonard and they take his whole contract? VGK would absolutely love it. All of a sudden, and they hate future considerations deals. Yeah, for sure. But the one thing that just resonates in my head is Bill Foley talking about distractions in the locker room. Goaltending is what he pointed to first, and so I. I, just looking into it, I mean, I don't think that things are going quite swell between Leonard and the VGK. And they missed his birthday tweet. Remember? Yeah, Somebody I saw, that, I saw that. That's unconfirmed that on my side. But I, I did find that interesting because, I mean, you would like to think things like this are, you know, there's reminders set and there's a whiteboard that points everything out, you know, and, you know, whoever is in charge of putting these tweets out there and not acknowledging Robin Leonard is um, interesting. I think it's noteworthy. I think it's yeah. noteworthy. I don't think it was an accident. I think that's maybe a fair assumption. Um, you know, I mean, it would be nice. And maybe that's why he's maybe he's mad. They miss his birthday, Tony. Maybe that's what it is. Coming up next, the Penguins have VGK's number. They've won their last four against the VGK. We talk about tonight's matchup right after this on Locked On Golden Knights. BetOnline.net, your number one source for sports betting information for stats, news, and analysis. Get the latest odds and trends for every professional and amateur league that is out there, from pro football to the college football championship game to basketball to the NHL. We've got it all, betonline.net. If you love sports podcasts, you can even find those on bet, uh, betonline.net. And uh, again, we are the fastest, the easiest way to get all of your sports betting information. You can head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn a lot more. Bet online, where the game starts. Welcome back to Locked On Golden Knights. Tony Cardasco and Chris Golick here in Las Vegas. Chris covering the VGK game tonight against the Pittsburgh Penguins. And we thank you all for making us your first listen each and every day. You can find us wherever you get your podcast. And please make sure to subscribe to our YouTube channel. That was fast. Okay, so the Pengs, uh, the Penguins, the Pengs, the Penguins have owned VGK um, and they've won the last four, as we mentioned. Uh, the last game in this series against uh, VGK, I think it was McGlynn to Kapanen. Uh, the last meeting, that behind-the-net pass, right, that came out in front and they potted the game-winning goal. Uh, tonight, Pittsburgh will be without, uh, we alluded to this a little bit yesterday, Tristan Jerry, he injured his uh, leg in the outdoor game. It was kind of a very strange injury. Um, his 
his right leg just kind of went limp in that two to one loss. Uh, Casey DeSmith. Hey, if you have a chance tonight, I don't know if Casey DeSmith is starting. Probably he will be. They brought up a backup goaltender, but if you see him tonight, check out his mask, please. If he's wearing the same mask that he wore in the outdoor classic. Okay. If you're a baseball fan on his mask, he made it all Pittsburgh. And there's an image of Willie Stargell on there. And there's an image of Ralph Kiner, a baseball hall of famer. So cool. definitely check that out. But, uh, what do you think? I'll go in the tunnel and they come in and out for a pregame and see if I can get a look. Yeah, that would be kind of cool if you get a photo, a snap of that, as they say. Uh, what do you make of uh, tonight's game? Penguins limping in, so to speak, at 0-3-2 and in their last five. And they have lost third period. This, this is what makes the game intriguing to me. They have lost third period goals in six out of the last seven games. And VGK finally has really come together there in period number two. So different dynamics there between these two clubs yeah no doubt and Pittsburgh I mean always an amazing draw I mean you get to see Sidney Crosby again a generational talent along with Evgeny Malkin I mean it's just going to be a star-studded affair right cliche as it sounds um no Chris Letang unfortunately and he's been out and I mean this is obviously um uh and more magnified now due to the events that happen on the football field but Chris Letang suffering his second career stroke and he's been out all this time so you definitely and 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 he was back skating on the ice believe it or not and then his dad passed away so they've been very sensitive about just asking him to come back um i guess he practiced he was trying to prepare for the outdoor game which would have been amazing right to get him back in the lineup Mm -hmm. and then his uh father passed away so Oh man, that's a tough yeah. One. No, and and I, I mean, just a little little, little tang story. I've and I mentioned this before. I've in warmups a lot of times we go on the visitors' side when he, me and my son are at the game, and I notice he definitely makes it a point to just flick pucks over to the fans. But he'll use the adults, like he'll point at a kid, point at you, shoot the puck to you, shoot it to the adult, or, and give it to the kid. But then he actually thanks the adult for doing it. He acknowledges, you know, the appreciation, which is small and trivial as that sounds you don't see a lot of that so it's just nice that uh you feel human when you're around you know someone like that uh, going up and down the pittsburgh penguins lineup crosby 43 points not a surprise there casey DeSmith is four and seven at 299 yikes that's uh and then jari who's uh probably out you said um so they'll have whoever else is going to be the goalie back there i don't know what's going to happen with that but jari was a uh, 15 and 5 when he was playing so he was getting it done um otherwise as far as points go Raquel, 23, Malkin's got there. If if Evgeny Malkin, he was an 11th-hour deal. I mean, they were almost going to let him walk in free agency, and they got a deal right at the bell for him. Uh, You got Jake Gensel back there, who's always going to find ways to uh, irritate and and perform. And also, looking at Pittsburgh, if the playoffs started right now, they would be out. They would would not be in the playoffs. The, the, The East is absolutely stacked. And uh, the Metro, especially as far as cracking that playoff egg. And that's why those teams, when they do, when the playoffs do start, they're set up for deep runs. Cause I mean, they're playing playoff games now almost. Pittsburgh at 19, 12, and six, 44 points, a plus 11 overall for uh, goals is on the playoff bubble right now. They would not make the playoffs. That is, uh, that's crazy by me. But again, they're also only you know, 12 points from catching Carolina to, to lead the division. So that's how tight that is. But it'll be a fun night at T-Mobile. Looking forward to it. Um, I see a very high-scoring affair. I think you got some firepower coming back. 
you might have a weird start to the game, right? Because Pittsburgh's last time on the ice was the outdoor game. Is that correct? Correct. Okay. VGK has had a little time off, which, you know, I mean, that's wonderful because their schedule is so tough. Um, but you also got new players coming back into the lineup. So, I mean, if we're going to look at this from a betting angle, maybe you bet the first period under, like under a goal and a half, under a goal, whatever. Uh, the, the, the different sites will offer different juice for that. So going low to start the game might be good. And then as the game progresses, I can see the scoring opening up. So maybe uh, I'm assuming the over-under is six and a half, probably like, you know, one 120 on each side or something like that. So take, take the under for the first, and then if it's a low-scoring game, slam the in-game over at like seven and a half at like plus 350. That, that's Jump the way ahead, to play this man. game. Wasn't that our next segment? Okay, in any event. We have, uh, we're talking about betting next? <laughs> no, so uh, <laughs> it could be an emotional night for Pittsburgh, for the Penguins, because um, DeMar Hamlin is a Pittsburgh native, means so much to that city. Uh, this is their first game back on the ice since that uh, horrific incident um, on Monday night. And so uh, they might come out with number three uh, shirts on or something, I'm sure. Uh, and I'm sure that there will be some, I'm hoping, at uh, T-Mobile Arena. There's some sort of an observation where, uh, you know, the fans. It, it, this, this incident has impacted me in so many ways, uh, not just in football, but in every sport. It's really uh, I, I don't know. I, I just it's hard for me to go back to watching sports the way I was watching them uh, before this tragedy happened this past week. Um, and so hopefully uh, this is a good way to get back into a flow uh, for the NHL, for our city, you know, as well. Everyone's impacted by it. Everyone in every sport across all borders. And so uh, maybe we'll see number three jerseys, which would be really nice. Yeah. I would expect a fair amount of Buffalo Bills hats in the crowd. You know, I mean, Vegas obviously is a, a melting pot from people all over uh, the, the country and the world for that matter. But I, I think you'll see some some love for number three, you know, maybe a, a kid with a poster on the on the glass or something like that. And, you know, it, it's good that the support is out there. And I mean, like you said, it's you know, I mean, what happened, how it happened on a national stage in a very marquee important game. I mean, it's a, it was an, an absolute, you know, perfect disaster as far as, you know, how many people saw this and, you know, you just uh, hope everyone can, uh, I'm sure the right, right thing is to say, you just, uh, I mean, first of all, we hope he gets better. That's first foremost and everything that matters. And then you uh, go uphill from there. Yeah. It's going to be strange. I'm going to the Raider game on Saturday and it's going to be very They've strange. had the number three on the side of, uh, of uh, allegiance. Um, yeah, that's I, cool. I saw that in all the football stadiums and, you know, you'll see something. I, I wouldn't be surprised to see just a, like in the press or something like that after the game, like, a you know, some of the VGK just casually wearing a, a, a bill's hat or something like that, just to show some, show some, some support, support, obviously. Yeah. yeah. That's awesome. Um, also uh, for the Penguins, Jake Gunsel has been in a major slump last seven games, just two assists. We remember early in the season, right? Didn't he have like eight goals in the first 10 games? And so they need him to get uh, started again. And uh, I guess that uh, they were talking about the team being sort of lethargic in the outdoor game on Saturday, which again, you know, weird that's a game. one-off. Weird. It's weird. It's a it's very weird. strange game to prepare for. Uh, teams dressed up, you know, walking into the locker room, so much pomp and circumstance. And there's no routine about that. There's no, no routine about that. I no, think that's, I think that's a difficult game to play. So I think they will be back. Uh, the Penguins are more focused in this game tonight for sure. Yeah. And, you know, you wonder how routine does, you know, 
mess with the athletes' heads, right? I mean, tonight is, is Pride Night for VGK, and they're going to be wearing different jerseys during warm-ups using different hockey sticks that have the tape on them and things like that. And then, you know, it, it's it's a different routine, right? You go and you change. Instead of whatever you normally do on a night where they're wearing their normal jerseys, you know, they go and they sit in the locker room, they do whatever their routine is, because these players are all about routine. I catch this all the time in the pregame skates. They do the same thing at the same time on the clock. Before the game starts, the boys are all playing soccer, having a good old time doing whatever it is that they do out there. And now you're throwing just a, a you know, and again, it's it's a it's a very wonderful cause. I understand like that we're not talking anything about that. Please don't take this down the wrong path. But you know, sports are about routine, and the out the outdoor game, the one uh, Pittsburgh just played, the one VGK is about to play, uh, 361 days from now, whatever that works out to be. There's nothing routine about it, and you know you got to find a way to perform still and when that routine gets thrown off, it could impact results. For sure. And uh, coming up next, we're going to take a look at our locks of the night. We will have uh, predictions. Maybe you could check out the line, the betting line, because I thought it was a little light yesterday in favor of EGK. We'll I'm going to go 140 but with, with, before I look, but I'll look at it. <laughs> all right. Uh, that'll all be coming your way next. Stay with us here. Uh, Locked on Golden Knights. If you're looking for a delicious treat, but you don't want all of the fat and the calories, then you got to try a Built Bar. Built Bar Been a while. For the yes. first time this year. Yes. Send us a package. I know. We need care packages in the worst way. <laughs> so we just got through the holidays, right? And I know that our goal is to eat healthier this year um, and for Chris to drink healthier whenever he's doing there. Oh, no. Yeah. Oh, no. Oh, no. Oh, no. <laughs> that's, not, that's not changing. <laughs> if you are like us and you want to eat healthier, but you don't want to compromise taste, then I got to tell you why. You just got to try a Built Bar with Built. Healthy is actually tasty. Seriously, they are very delicious, and you won't think uh, – you're going to think that they're not good for you because they taste so good. So, again, this is perfect for your New Year's resolution. What makes Built Bars so good? Well, for starters, they're covered in 100% real chocolate. That's right, real chocolate. And they come in a lot of unbelievable flavors. Churro, I haven't tried the churro yet. Sure Peanut yeah. butter brownie and coconut almond. Did you try the churro? Did we get churro? I said Cheerio, Tony. I said oh, Cheerio. Cheerio. And that's for, of course, our Brit friends, lads and lassies there. And so you could head now to your nearest uh, Smith's or Sam's Club. And grab yourself a box Ooh, of Built Bars, Smith's, now nice. available there. Only 130 calories, 4 grams of sugar, a whopping 17 grams of protein. And again, you could pick up a 4-bar box of cookies and cream, coconut puffs, salted caramel, brownie batter puffs, all, all now currently at your nearest Smith's Market. And if you're close to a Sam's Club, they also have the 13-bar box with the hit flavors, brownie batter, and churro. And you can thank us later. You can thank us later. It says it twice in the copy. <laughs> it's, <laughs> listen, it's good. It is good. It is like I'm, I know we're sponsored, you know, but the they are really good. They are filling, and they will. Uh, they're they're good. And I want I, now that they're at Smiths. I'm I'm going. We just need, yeah, send us goodies. Send us goodies. I'll buy them. The board. I'll, buy, I'll buy them out there at Smiths. I got no problem. <laughs> yeah, with that. I didn't know that they were at Smiths, so definitely in my range there in the wheelhouse. Uh, welcome back. Thanks for making us your first list in each and every day. Tony Cardasco, Chris Golick from Las Vegas, and we sure do have a lot of fun on this show. It's time for predictions for tonight's game. 
And also, we've got locks of the night. I predict the Vegas Vipers XFL will play at Cashman Field. Cashman Field. That's a strange configuration. We go there. We go there all for the soccer games all the time. And now the football is going to be there. That's I'll check one out. It'll be fun. It'll be fun. Yeah, it'll be good to see the configuration there. But that's one of your predictions. Okay, so now let's talk about predictions for tonight's game. So I mean, like I said, I, I feel pretty. I, I think I might have a oh, uh, minus one twenty. Minus one twenty. It's a very so short, short line tonight. It's so, so that's, short. That's a very very short line. It really and I is. said one sixty. I said this is a national game tonight too. I'll bet this is a TNT game. Um, which that, that means the start's going to be later. And oh, back no. Up oh, and, no. Who's who's calling the game? Uh, well, it'll be the TNT people. It won't be the ESPN. Yeah, 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 yeah. Well, maybe. I don't okay. know. Let's give me 10 know. seconds. It's I'll a tell national you. game, but in exactly. any event. Okay. So, like I said, I feel good about, about my pulse on the game as far as it being a weird kind of muddy game to start. It's not national tonight. It's not. It's local. So that's good. Okay. Um, but I think at the end of the day, it's still going to be a high-scoring game. 5 Three VGK with a William Carlson empty netter. Oh my goodness! Fifteen games, one empty netter in that span against Winnipeg. And that okay. was a, that's what gave me the grand salami, I think, right? <laughs> that put the grand salami. No, it was Marsha, so I thought over half a puck was it? Oh, that, maybe that's what it was. Okay, so so uh, who do you have tonight? So five four VGK five three five three. We're covering. We're covering. Okay, the, I'm the, saying five four the puck line. Oh, I don't want to be four? like you. Okay. Yeah, we didn't. It was so kind of green. People thought the, the people fix was in on this. They thought the fix was in on this show when we both said four two and one for the seven games. Right. Yes. Well, people got mad at us for always predicting the other side too. Like, so I'm never listening to Lockdown again because they always predict <laughs> the other. Like, guys, come on. Just people stop. like it when I pick the other side though, because VGK normal that usually typically means a VGK. Funny people are going to be happy no matter what because if you if the VGK loses tonight, they're happy that you're wrong. So you're screwed either way. <laughs> Of course. Okay, so your Tits. locks of the night. You want to take your? You want to go first? Uh, is Lashizan in the lineup? I forgot. Line four. Okay, yeah. Line I'm four putting, center. That's what I thought. I put Lashizan in there, and I will go with Riley Smith. I'm just glad my phone finally recognizes Lashizan for the autofill whenever you pick him. It used to drive me nuts. I had to, I had to Google how to spell his name and everything, and uh, finally, At least we it, don't it call him It's uh, no. It's uh, if you remember like this. Lech or let how do I how do I do Le- Chizen less Chizen like as far as the spelling goes like that's that's how I do these words spell phonetically that's it no 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 I do that all the time okay I mean I, I guess it has to be ceremonial right to go with the boys coming back Michael Cotter doesn't that seem like uh seems like that could work hey I wanted to ask you on the power play does Mark Stone and he'll play the bumper now right yeah, he's been sure. in that bumper. He's doing well there. He, yeah. he's doing I really mean, well. But him bumper. and Eichel, I like the chemistry before Eichel got injured is what I was alluding to. Yeah, I mean, I definitely think as far as your your PP1 unit, I think you're going to see basically Eichel, Stevenson, and Stone back together for the power play. And then whatever you want to do on the backside, you know, Petrangelo and, I mean, geez, it'd load up with Riley Smith back there even. That'd be an absolute lethal. That'd be a lethal unit. Oh, my goodness. Yeah. Uh, so – We've got the NHL All-Star voting happening. Uh, The first 32 All-Stars, one from each team, will be announced tonight. And uh, one from each team. And then one goalie will be selected in advance from uh, the four different uh, divisions. So, um, So 32 players, one player from each team. One goalie from each each division. So I, I, I have, everyone gets everyone gets a participation trophy. 
Well, L- LT, LT's got a very good chance of being that him or whatever they say today of being him. Um, no. What about the Kings goalie? Uh, n- not Jonathan Quick. Um, the other oh, guy that yeah. they got. Forgive me right, for, right. Uh, for forgetting. But he's been you absolutely crushing guard. it. Yeah, he's definitely doing well. Uh, so by January 11th, Google that so that we act like we know what we're talking about. But oh, we uh, January we 11th will be the cutoff date uh, for whatever coach team is in the lead. That head coach would be the all-star coach. And so four-point lead for VGK over over um, the LA Kings, aforementioned Kings. And so it appears as though Cassidy and the game in hand too. So Cassidy should be uh, the head coach. Now, the all-star vote now, there will be, so that comes out to 32 players accordingly or whatever they have. Um, and then 12 other players will be selected by the fans, by the fans. Um, and you could vote starting today, hashtag NHL all-star vote with the name of your favorite player, Chandler Stevenson. Phoenix Copley, 9-1. and one. <laughs> Yeah, okay. Phoenix nine Copley, and one. I just can't. Good Lord. That's 9-1? Uh, and one? Okay, do you think? You think he's going to get the? I nine? think so. I mean, how? I don't know if there's like a game qualifier or something like that. Um, if there's, if there's, I mean, if there's a game qualifier of like it's 15 games or something like that, then fine, whatever. But uh, Copley's got again. He's having just an absolute phenomenal season, and this is where that this unknown goalie kind of comes in, right, and just uh, sweeps the deck and is amazing. And you remember uh, when Pete DeBoer got to coach? Uh, it was it was last year DeBoer, I believe, got to coach the All Star game. Yeah, if I'm not mistaken. remember he was hungover. Hungover. And that's where I was words. going with that. Yeah, the boy. That's why the Pacific was absolutely uh, awful in the game itself because he made the comment like he he came around and said they were they got they all got wasted at uh, at Win or resorts or wherever wherever <laughs> they were hanging out and uh, it got a little bit ugly. So, but now they're going down to what Florida, I believe, where the Panthers play. Yeah. If I'm yeah, not mistaken, yeah, 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 it's in Florida. So, but but who do you have then? So. Who would be the representative of this team? If, if let's just say there's Is only one representative that's not the goalie. I mean, Jack Eichel's the chalk just because of the name. Right. Um, I think Mark Stone is of the position players who should deserve it the most. Or, I mean, or Alex Petrangelo. I mean, I can even make a case more for Petrangelo than Mark Stone, to be honest with you. With all the minutes he's been playing, his he's over. I think he was at a point per game clip, obviously. Uh, based on his stat line, I'll look at that right now. Um, yeah, but it's it's going to be interesting to see who VGK comes up with and uh, who Bill Foley comes up with, uh, you know, uh, and, oh, maybe it's John of the Marshes. So. At the end uh, of the day, I'll tell you right now, Mark Stone, Jack Eichel, and I Chandler think Logan, Stevenson. Chandler Stevenson. Logan Stevenson's Thompson. going to be the votes. I think Stevenson's going to be the vote, and we're going to see all the players campaign for so. him and wearing hats, so. you know, vote vote for Chandler and, and they all need that to. Stuff. They need to. They need to rally around him. He got screwed last year. I could say that. So, all right, I'm going to, I'm going to put something weird out there. So at a okay. HSK game during one of the intermission entertainments, Lucky, their, their mascot, <laughs> just comes walking out. It's kind of strange and quiet, but he's wearing the vote for Pedro shirt. And luck and does the whole dance from uh from that weird movie with absolutely no meaning whatsoever. Um, what is that movie Come called? Come on, dude. You know, I I know. Vote for Pedro. Let's go. Yeah. So Whatever. point is, I wonder if they'll do something like that. You know, if Chandler Stevenson like gets the vote in, you know, something funny like that in one of the intermissions. That that's where I was going. But and Petrangelo, 
31 games, 28 points. Petrangelo, honestly, over Mark Stone, I would say, if we're only going to take one right now. That'd be interesting, yeah. And again, though, but Petro has not played every game. Uh, Stevenson has. I'm going to Stone. Stone has, right? Uh, every game. And tonight, we are in midseason form right now. Literally. Because it literally is midseason. Why does VGK, okay, WTF, I think already, WTF. I've got a gold one, but I'm not going to put it out there until tomorrow. I got gold. I got a gold one. <laughs> okay. So they just announced yesterday that the Fan Fest is on Sunday from 2 to 4 p.m. Did you have any previous knowledge that this was going to be happening? Did they let season ticket holders know? Or did they just announce this yesterday? I mean, you, about, you about make, two or three weeks ago. We make plans around here. Okay. So you did receive that earlier. Okay. So I can't blast that. But the other fans. So this is basically for the season ticket holders. They wanted them to get the heads up, make your plans. And now the rest of the scrubs can go out there. Oh, listen, I'll tell you guys right now, this event's downtown. It's nice to see the players. And if you want to, your best opportunity is to line the red carpet. If you want that up close opportunity and get there three or four hours in advance. Otherwise it's going to be, it's downtown. It's Fremont street. It's going to be crowded. It's going to be very crowded. Fremont street. If you know if you want to take your kids down to Fremont Street or not, I love I love the city, but I would not recommend Fremont Street for families anymore. I'm sorry. Okay, all right, Napoleon Dynamite. I think we're out of here. There we go. There we go. Good job, Tony. Good job. It just takes a while, man. I'm just waiting. The movie up. that has like like there's so when we go to Raising Canes, there's a movie poster of that up, and I think their advertisement was the the, the meaning is no meaning of the movie or something like the movie with no meaning like it. There's no point to that movie, and it's awesome. It's so dumb. For my man, Chris Golick, I'm Tony Cardasco. More movie reviews on the way tomorrow. Don't forget, it's WTF. It's what the Friday. It's also our 500th episode on the show and the end of the first half. We've got so much coming up. Let me time that. Perfect. We'll see you tomorrow right here on Locked On Golden Knights.